The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Cruise Radio. In these winter months, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. How's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. Today is all about coronavirus. Unfortunately, we have cruise industry analyst Stuart Chiron stopping by. Also, Sherry Laskin here with Cruise News and Dan Skilkin from TripInsurance.com. Been getting dozens of emails asking how coronavirus could potentially impact the upcoming sailings and how travel insurance could help you out. So he's dropping by a little later on in the show. Busy, busy, busy today. So we'll jump right to Sherry Laskin with Cruise News. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. More coronavirus news. A princess ship was impacted this time. Yeah, and what a nightmare this must be. So approximately 3,700 passengers and crew are under quarantine for two weeks as a result of 10 passengers that tested positive for the coronavirus. The ship is anchored right now off the coast of Yokohama, and according to a statement from Princess, a previous guest who didn't have any symptoms while on board, later on tested positive for the coronavirus, and this was six days after leaving the ship. Diamond Princess was anchored for 24 hours, so Japanese health officials could assess the situation of all on board. Princess went on to say that the 10 people stricken with the virus were taken ashore by Japanese Coast Guard and transported to local hospitals. The company also confirmed that one of the passengers who tested positive for the coronavirus on board the Diamond Princess is from the United States. Other nationalities include two Australian guests, three from Japan, three from Hong Kong, and one Filipino crew member. Everyone on board is receiving complimentary internet and phone service. Fresh provisions will be brought on board as soon as the ship is cleared to dock in Yokohama. Diamond Princess's next two cruises have, of course, been canceled. Moving on here, a couple of stories out of the Carnival Cruise Line camp. Some more information about the upcoming Carnival Radiance. Carnival Cruise Line announced the senior officers for the soon-to-be-renamed Carnival Radiance, which, of course, is the current Carnival Victory. So just to mention a few names of the officers, because maybe some listeners will know them, um, this first one is Captain Arik Mazi. He will rule the roost when the ship returns to the U.S. And Captain Matsi has been with Carnival for 20 years, including aboard the Carnival Victory. So if you're familiar with the Victory, you might know that captain. Giovanni Lombardo is the chief engineer, and he's been with Carnival for 25 years. And then there's hotel director Caroline Burke from Ireland. She has 16 years with the company and was one of the officers that helped with the relaunch of Carnival Sunrise after its refurbishment last year. So right now, Carnival Victory will leave Miami this coming March for an extended $200 million, 38-day dry dock in Cadiz, Spain. 
And then after that, on April 29th, Carnival Radiance's inaugural voyage will be a 10-day cruise from Barcelona, followed by a series of 9- and 12-day Mediterranean cruises. At the end of the season, Carnival Radiance will do another transatlantic back to New York. And finally, in November... Carnival Radiance heads to where else? Port Canaveral for Caribbean cruises through May of 2021. The ship will then move to Galveston. All right. And on the subject of transatlantics, it looks like Carnival is throwing in another one for 2021. Yeah, there's another one. So Carnival Magic has a variety of interesting cruises planned for 2021. And this includes a 14-night transatlantic from Miami to Barcelona in mid-March on its way to a two-week dry dock in Europe, mainly because the usual facility in Freeport still doesn't have a back-in-business date confirmed. After the dry dock, Carnival Magic will offer seven- and eight-day Mediterranean cruises from Barcelona through the end of April. And this has some of my favorite ports, and they include Valletta, Malta, Marseille, France on the coast, and then Livorno, Civitavecchia for Rome, Naples, and then over to Messina on Sicily's northeast coast. On May 3rd, the ship will head back to New York from Barcelona and cruise four to nine day uh, sailings to Bermuda, the Bahamas, the Caribbean, <laughs> Canada, and New England through the fall. November of 2021, and here's a broken record, the ship will move to where else? Port Canaveral. So a lot of pushback from the Bahamians to Disney because Disney Cruise Line wants to develop this lighthouse point down on Eleuthera. And to kind of counter that, Disney Cruise Line has launched a website detailing the new destination, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I do remember when this was first all coming about and they had to make all these concessions and commitments to the Bahamas. But um, so if someone's curious about Disney's new private island destination, they did set up a website. It's called Lighthouse Point Bahamas. Dot com, and it reveals details for their second private island, which, as you mentioned, will be located in Eleuthera. The new private island is expected to be completed sometime towards the end of 2022 or 23. So included on the new website are renderings of what they're building at Lighthouse Point, which, as you can imagine, will have a kid's camp. There'll be walking trails, lookout towers and activities for grownups, too. And here's where um, they had to make some explanation. So on the, on the Lighthouse Point website, Disney does state, and I, this is quoted, the destination will create sustainable economic opportunities for Bahamians, protect and sustain the natural beauty of the site, celebrate culture, and help strengthen the community in Eleuthera. Disney Cruise Line acquired the privately owned Lighthouse Point last year, and part of the agreement was that they could only develop less than 20% of the land. They had to construct a pier um, that would not require deep water dredging. And Disney also had to agree to donate over 190 acres of privately owned land to the government. Holland America Line brought on a new chef. Right. There's a change happening over at Holland America's Culinary Council, where award-winning chef Eduardo Jordan has just joined the team. And if that name doesn't sound familiar, here's a little background. Jordan is an award-winning chef. He's based in Seattle and has three very popular restaurants. There's Solare, June Baby, and Lucinda Grain Bar. In 2018, Jordan was a James Beard finalist for the title of Best Chef in the Northwest, and his June Baby Eatery won Best New Restaurant. 
So this big announcement came last week at Nordstrom's in Midtown Manhattan when Holland America Line's president, Orlando Ashford, introduced Chef Eduardo Jordan as their newest addition to the council. He's also the eighth chef to join the team. And finally, Royal Caribbean's new section of Perfect Day at Coco Key is now open. It is. So January 31st saw the opening of their new luxury Coco Beach Club on their private island. And the opening of this fee-based beach area marked the completion of phase one of Perfect Day at Coco Key. Included at Coco Beach Club are the first floating cabanas in the Bahamas, and they have 20 of them and an oceanfront infinity pool. Also, there are 10 beach cabanas, plus a complimentary upscale restaurant and bar only for Cocoa Beach Club guests. All cabanas can accommodate up to eight guests. They feature loungers. They have a little dining area, charging outlets, a mini fridge, snorkel gear, and a dedicated cabana attendant, which is kind of cool. And there's also a clubhouse at the Cocoa Beach Club, And over there, you can get specialty cocktails, and you will also find the 2,600-square-foot oceanfront infinity pool with loungers, day beds, and, again, um, complimentary poolside service. If you don't want to buy the Cocoa Beach Club add-on for a shore excursion, for all guests, they'll find two new beaches. They have Breezy Bay at Chill Island and South Beach. But if you want to enjoy the Cocoa Beach Club, you're going to have to purchase it. Do we know the prices of this, or is it one of those buy-sailing things? You know, I try to find the prices, and that for that one, I couldn't. I didn't. Maybe I didn't dig deep enough. Um, sometimes, you know, you have to... It's always easiest if you have a booking number to get the, the prices for the shore excursions. You have to sort of go around the block to, to get that get it otherwise. All right. Listener question. This is from Julie. Email your questions to Doug at cruiseradio.net. And speaking of Royal Caribbean, this is our first time sailing with Royal, and we are considering purchasing the key before it sells out. Previously, we've only sailed with Carnival Cruise Line. Is the key like Carnival's Faster to the Fun program? Hi, Julie. Um, You know, it's interesting. They do have some similar features, but what I noticed when I was just comparing them, um, Carnival Cruise Lines, Faster the Fun, if you're a diamond or platinum level guest, a lot of the features in that program are also available to to, um, that level of, you know, if you're diamond or platinum, whereas the key program for Royal Caribbean has um, advantages that Uh, diamond and diamond plus guests do not have and for example while both programs offer you know priority boarding priority tendering and things like that royals program um has this interesting they have a carry-on bag drop off there's a 25 pound limit of course but you can drop your bag off when you board the main dining room and they'll bring it upstairs for you so you don't have to drag it across the carpet They have an exclusive welcome lunch in the main dining room uh, with Chops Grills menu. Um, They will have um, exclusive seating in the main theater, the Aqua Theater, Studio B. And uh, and that's kind of interesting because, uh, as you know, I over the years I've gotten a Diamond Plus. And I do remember having priority seating for the Aqua Theater. But I did have to purchase my own Voom, the Surf and Stream um, internet package, and that is included for one device if you purchase that program. And then also on Debarkation Day, 
They offer an exclusive a la carte breakfast and well, anyone, then you can choose your departure time, but that's not a feature offered to um, the high level uh, loyalty program guests. And so it's a little more, the Royals program, I think is a little bit more uh, special, I guess, for um, all guests. Whereas on Carnival, and correct me if I'm wrong, Doug, Diamond and Platinum seem to get a lot of the same benefits that people who are purchasing the FTTF program. Yeah. So like if you're Diamond or Platinum with Carnival, you get priority embarkation. You get your own dedicated yeah. line at guest services desk, priority yeah. tendering. So yeah, you know, get to your stateroom. Faster. Yeah. Things like that. So it's all about the same. Um, Royals does seem to have a little more value, but the only difference is with Royal, you're paying per person, whereas Carnival, you're only paying per room. Per stateroom. Right. So, you know, yeah, would you, should you try it, Julie? Um, you know, weigh the benefits. If you don't mind waiting in line and a couple of the other features aren't that important to you, it may not be worth the, the money to spend on that. You know, if, if you're not going to do the rock climbing or the flow rider, you don't need the private hours to do that. Uh, you know, and so and if you're patient in line, it, it, you know, it really doesn't matter. But if those are things you want to do, then by all means, go ahead and try it. All right. We've been talking with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. If you have an Amazon Alexa-enabled device, ask her to enable the Cruise Radio News skill so you can get daily updates anytime. Straight from Cruise Radio. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. When is your next cruise? Where are you going? And what are you going to do once you get there? Market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com offers savings up to 60% offshore excursions versus cruise line prices. Whether it's private, shared, scenic, historic, or family tours, CruisingExcursions.com has up to 12,000 excursions in over 700 ports worldwide, like Rome, Vatican City, St. Petersburg, in which we include the visas, Sydney, and Jamaica, just to name a few. You can even bundle your excursions for more savings. Make your next vacation affordable and unforgettable by visiting CruisingExcursions.com. Check out our blog, the video page, and interact at cruiseradio.net. Joining us now to talk about the coronavirus and the impact it's having on the cruise industry is cruise industry analyst Stuart Chiron from cruiseguy.com. Hey, Stuart. Hey, Doug. Let's start on the background of the coronavirus. Well, it's this horrible virus originating from uh, Wuhan, uh, China. The death toll is, is quite significant, and uh, it has spread uh, to different parts of around the world. It's obviously a very developing story. 
The good news is uh, the cruise lines, along with PLEA, the industry lobbying arm, is doing everything humanly possible to protect the passengers and the ships uh, around the world. Last week, we heard that there was a possible scare aboard Costa Smeralda off the coast of Italy. That wound up just being the flu, though, with two guests. And right now, Diamond Princess off the coast of Asia has 10 or had 10 confirmed cases. So those people are still in quarantine? Well, they they are in quarantine. But uh, just note that a passenger that had disembarked the ship December, I'm sorry, January 25th, was positively diagnosed as having coronavirus after leaving the ship. So then the Japanese health authorities, as the ship was approaching Japan, wanted to quarantine the ship, test the passengers that were curr- that had currently uh, on board to see uh, you know, what the conditions were. And after a thorough test of, of passengers and going through various health screenings, they were able to determine that Ten, so essentially nine passengers, one crew, did in fact have the coronavirus. So the ship was um, allowed to dock. They they uh, either did or are in the process of removing those ten people, and then the ship is going to be then heading back out uh, to sea to do some you know shipboard operations to get clean water, mm-hmm. etc. And but uh, at this time, passengers are being quarantined on Diamond Princess. And the next two sailings um, have been canceled. So essentially, the passengers will be quarantined on the ship for two weeks. Okay. And what are the cruise lines doing to be proactive here? Well, the, they're doing a lot to go through health screenings of, of passengers, not just in the Asia uh, area, but uh, around the world. There are all kinds of restrictions that have been implemented, uh, including today where, you know, let's say uh, people that have not only gone to Japan or China, sorry, China, um, if you had gone to Hong Kong, uh, then you are also going to be uh, prevented from boarding uh, the ships. The uh, Bahamas uh, instituted a regulation that any passenger that has visited China within the last 20 days um, will be denied uh, entry into the Bahamas as a precautionary member. So so just to be clear on this, say I was in China a couple of weeks ago for work and I wanted to take a cruise here in North America. The cruise line could essentially say, hey, we can deny you boarding, or the Bahamas can say, hey, you were just in China. You can't get off the ship here. Let's say the cruise line said you know, 14 days and uh, the Bahamas is saying essentially three weeks. You may have been allowed to board the ship and visit other countries, but when the ship got to the Bahamas, you would not be able to uh, be allowed to get off the ship and, and go visit the Bahamas. Uh, they're doing this out, in a, out of abundance of caution to ensure that not only the ships uh, and the passengers are safe, but also the communities that the ships are visiting are safe. And how are the cruise lines protecting the guests? Because it's very easy to lie on that form, that questionnaire. It's similar to, you know, let, let's say what We've seen with regard to, you know, have you, you know, have you experienced a fever? They are doing secondary screenings. They are, they do have uh, equipment at the ports where they are doing, um, you know, body temperature readings, looking for visible signs, and those passengers will, you know, essentially be sent for uh, secondary screening. This is not the case of, you know, in, in normal situations. And uh, so, if you, you know, you're you're not feeling well and you can't go. I mean, the cruise lines are offering the ability to cancel and get a full refund if you have uh, coronavirus. 
Hmm. So it's not like you're going to lose your money if you cannot go um, as a result of it. And it's important for people to to be honest. This is a very serious uh, situation and a very serious time that uh, they have to they have to take into account other people's uh, health and well-being as well as their own. I wasn't doing this when SARS was an issue in the early 2000s. Did SARS impact the industry this way? No. It was very widespread. The news was very widespread as far as uh, you know the types of stories we were seeing, similar to what we're seeing now. But the it was certainly was nowhere near as deadly. I mean, SARS still exists today. It's not like it's been eradicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we saw an abundance of people wearing masks, and which you know quickly diluted over time. But we still saw. You know, we've still seen people that that wear masks. Uh, specifically, you know, let's say people coming from Asia, but uh, the death toll was nowhere near what, uh, and and the spread was nowhere near as what as, as as what it is right now. And I guess 17 years ago, the Chinese cruise landscape wasn't as large as it is right now. Oh, it's yeah. it's significant. I mean, there were essentially no ships that were that were that were really based there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, unlike what it is today, where some of the major cruise lines all have. Or many of the lines have you know have a ship that either are based in China or or visits the region. I know you have a lot going on today, so I want to ask you this one final question. As far as precautions, how can cruisers protect themselves if they're worried about this? So essentially, like the norovirus, Doug, uh, you know, using hand sanitizers um, essentially protects you from bacteria. This is a virus, so the first thing that you can do is wash your hands thoroughly with soap and water. Uh, secondly, reduce the person-to-person contact that you have with uh, people that you may not be familiar with. And obviously be careful with, uh, you know, what types of surfaces um, you, you, you touch with your, your hands. But again, it goes back to, you know, washing your hands thoroughly with, with soap and water and uh, just avoid areas of mass congestion, you know, with, with lots of people. And you know, we get on planes and, you know, let's say I was just in Europe just a few days ago. It was no different than what we're seeing here. There are some people walking around with masks, but uh, I did notice there there was a reduction in the contact between people. Just, you know, being vigilant, being understanding of, of, of the situation and, and being sensitive to other people's feelings. But uh, we have to take our, our safety into our own hands. And, uh, you know, essentially, you know, next week, as, as you know, I'm heading out on another cruise. And some people have said, aren't you concerned? And I'm not. I'm, I'm very confident that, uh, in this case, Princess Cruises is doing everything they can to ensure my safety, as well as every other passenger or crew member on board, uh, as well as the ship. And that we just need to continue going, you know, going on, our, on th- with our days, you know, while being sensitive and being informed. We need to continue uh, our lives. Been talking with Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy from cruiseguy.com. Thank you, Stuart. My pleasure. So, been getting a lot of listener emails asking about the coronavirus and how it could impact their upcoming travel. And if they have a travel insurance policy, would it come into play? Joining us on the line right now from tripinsurance.com is Dan Skilkin. Hey, Dan. Hi, Doug. We have been absolutely inundated. I, you cannot believe yeah, the number of phone calls and emails uh, that we've gotten, and an increase in the number of people buying travel insurance. So it's, it's, this is a great topic to talk about today. 
Yeah, so we'll jump right to the first question. It says, uh, would a travel insurance policy give me coverage for coronavirus? That's a complicated question. Yes and no. First of all, just, just a little bit of background on this. I, I know a lot of people have been reading about it. Coronavirus is probably right now expected to be about two times more contagious than the standard flu virus that runs around the United States right now. That being said, we have a lot more to worry about the flu virus than we do the coronavirus if you actually take a look at it because just this flu season alone, 26 million people in the United States have caught flu in just the last four months and it's killed 25,000 people so far. Um, the coronavirus has killed far, far fewer and haven't, hasn't infected as many, but it's expected to be about twice as infectious as the standard flu virus because there are no vaccines expected to be available for it for at least another year. Um, the, this particular flu, the coronavirus, is only contagious to within about six feet of somebody that has it, but somebody that has it doesn't exhibit symptoms for a good week while they've got it. So they are infecting people. They're contagious for a good week before they ever have any symptoms from, from, from the flu itself. And so they're really, really worried about trying to contain this being twice as contagious. So there are areas like aircraft, cruise ships, train stations, et cetera, where they, they are very, very worried about somebody get, infecting other people and how fast this can spread. And so they're trying to keep this under control. So will travel insurance cover you in an outbreak like this? The first and immediate question is, if you're afraid of traveling and are wondering if the travel insurance is going to cover your cancellation because you're afraid of traveling because of this virus, the easier answer is no. There's no travel insurance product on the market that will let you cancel because you're afraid to travel. And we went through this exact same thing when the Zika virus came out in Central America and a lot of people didn't want to travel down there. So right off the bat, if you're just afraid of traveling, no, you're not covered. Certainly, if you got sick from this virus while you were on a trip, your medical costs are covered, your, your travel delays or, or loss of your vacation because of this illness would be covered by travel insurance. In those particular cases where you are quarantined or you have a major travel delay because of this virus, you are covered if you had other vacation arrangements after the cruise that you would lose because of that quarantine or had extra expenses to get home that wouldn't be covered by the cruise company. Those sorts of things are covered by the travel insurance. There's no question about that. Um, if you're airline cancels flights. There are three major airlines right now, United, American, and Delta, have all canceled their flights to and from China right now, and they're not expected to resume until March. About 6% of all international vacation travel from the United States goes to China. So there's a lot of people being affected by that right now. And so the concern was, well, am I covered if they canceled my flights? Yes, you are thing is, a lot of the airlines are providing refunds or rescheduling. A lot of the hotels are doing the same thing. So you may be able to recover a portion or all of your vacation in that manner. But if you can't, if an airline shuts down travel like that, you are covered under your travel insurance. 
So what if you are just afraid to travel because of this? We had one customer phone us up this weekend in a panic because she had an hour and a half layover on a flight passing through Hong Kong. And there was a threat that if she tried to enter the United States, she'd be quarantined. And she wanted to know, am I covered? Should I, how do I deal with this for cancellation or anything else like that? And so this is a, this is a, a real possibility and a real problem. So we're recommending that our customers right now purchase, if you haven't bought a travel insurance plan and you want to be covered for this, your best idea is to buy a cancel for any reason policy. So that would imply that you have to buy the travel insurance within 14 to 15 days of making your initial deposit and buy a plan that includes a cancel for any reason provision in the plan. This will allow you to change your mind and decide not to take the trip. Um, and if you cancel for an uncovered reason, they generally pay 75% of the cancellation penalties. So you're not going to lose that much if you just decide, hey, I don't want to take the risk right now. If you have to cancel for a covered reason, like they've stopped all travel to the country after you've bought the, bought the vacation, that sort of thing would be covered at 100% by the plan. But we are recommending cancel for any reason policies right now, and, and that's become the most popular thing that everybody is buying. So that's, that's the right way to, to be protected at this point. Just out of curiosity, do travel policies outline outbreaks in them? Generally speaking, I haven't seen actual fine print, okay? They are, they are, they will, a lot of the policies will not cover just a change in your travel arrangements prior to departure um, because you've decided, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to take that particular trip. I want to go do something else. Will the travel insurance cover the cost of, of changing my flights? That sort of stuff is not covered. Uh, they rarely have specific language in it for epidemics. I don't think I've seen a plan in the last few years that have had that. Most of that stuff was taken out a long time ago. They used to exclude those kinds of pandemics and now they don't. Um, it was a very big deal. A lot of the travel insurance companies fought with the underwriters to make sure that they didn't exclude pandemics yeah. if they broke out. Um, because the the insurance companies were worried about having to pay the medical bills and everything else like that for, for these pandemics. So for the most part, that sort of stuff has been taken out at this particular point in time. But a lot of people are just saying, hey, you know, what if I don't want to go? And and that sort of thing, unfortunately, that's not covered unless you're on a uh, cancel for any reason policy. In closing, your final thoughts of coronavirus when it comes to travel insurance. As I said, Doug, um, first of all, if you want to try to get, if you have questions for us or you're trying to get a hold of your travel insurance company, I'm going to highly recommend you send uh, an email. For us, you can send an email at support at tripinsurance.com. We're so inundated with calls, the call, the, 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 the hold times have, have gotten excessive at this point. And uh, so we are staying up late at night to answer as many questions as we can by email. So that's, that's my first suggestion. The second is um, go for a cancel for any reason policy if you can, just so that you have as many options as possible. Um, the third is um, just use some common sense while you're traveling. Uh, avoid situations where you're going to be in large crowds that you might get infected. Um, wash your hands. Don't touch your nose. 
um, there's as much of a, of a threat for the flu virus traveling in the United States right now as anything. So when we got on board an aircraft, we wiped down, we, had, we bring on Clorox wipes and we wipe down every surface that we could possibly touch, as well as take one of the Clorox wipes to the bathroom with us. So just use some common sense and, 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 and do whatever you can to try to stay healthy uh, in this environment because you're pretty sure going to get exposed to it. The question is, how can I avoid getting sick? Absolutely. We've been talking with Dan Skilkin from TripInsurance.com. Dan, as always, thank you so much for tackling these questions with us. Doug, it's our pleasure. And if any other questions come up, please let us know. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.